said, uh, you know, you need to do some exercise, obviously, to, to get the knees working. Because um, obviously I wanted to go back and play, you know, rugby league. Because um, that's the passion. And I had a local squash club. I didn't even really know about it, but walking distance from my house. I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. A few weeks ago, England Squash announced that Chris Robertson was rejoining the association as talent and performance strategic lead. Chris, of course, is one of the world's leading squash coaches based in Wales. He served as the national coach for Squash Wales from 1994 to 2011. And then for six years, he was the national coach for England squash. And that included leading the English man to victory in the 2013 World Teams and a nine medal haul at the 2014 Commonwealth Games. In 2017, Chris shifted to Hong Kong, where he coached for a couple of years, including leading their men to a third-place finish at the 2017 World Teams. But for many of us in the 1980s, Robo, as we'd like to call him in the States, or Robo, as he seems to be known in the UK, was a top player. Here, Chris describes how he got into squash at the age of 11, literally a lucky break in his leg. And we end with his memories of winning the World Juniors in 1984 in Calgary. A pretty special tournament and moment for him and the game. Enjoy. So where did you first start? What what club or how did it all... Yeah, did your dad club, play? Yeah. Your mom no, play? No, not at all. No, no, far from it. I was playing rugby league uh, as, a, as a sort of 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 year old, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of the national... Game for the what, what, oh, so not Aussie Rules? No, no, no. Aussie Rules is more is, Melbourne is, and yeah, it's a more yeah. it's a more southern game. Yeah. It's it's up in north now, yeah. um, but that's because it's become a national game. Yeah. And it's, it's but back then it wasn't. Yeah. Certainly not. It was it was very territorial. So you had and not rugby union, rugby league. Rugby union was a na- bit more of a national game, yeah. um, a bit more of a private school game. Um, so obviously you have that that private school sort of industry everywhere in Australia. Yeah. But in the north, uh, a little bit like England, in the north they play rugby league, and uh, it's the same thing in, in Australia. In the north, it was rugby league, which is Queensland and New South Wales, yeah. and then the southern states, Victoria, um, Western Australia, uh, South Australia, was all Aussie rules. So, playing rugby league was sort of quite a natural thing to do and, and, and to be part of. Um, so I was doing that, but then I hurt my knee when I was only, only sort of young, mm. um, and I was in a cast for uh, six months. Six months? Yeah. Was well, that because of how they did it back then? Or yeah, because... but half the cast, you had, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I think, yeah, we're talking a long time ago, I'm talking 40 odd years ago, but yeah, I cast the back of your knee, and then strapped across the front of the knee, but basically, you know, stiff, and walking around. Um, and then, uh, basically, once the rehab came out of that, um, they sort of said, uh, you know, you need to do some exercise, obviously, to, to get the knees Strength working. Because yeah. um, obviously I wanted to go back and play, you know, rugby league. Because yeah. um, that's the, the passion. And I had a local squash club. I didn't even really know about it, but walking distance from my house. Um, and I just walked down there one day. And, and just walked in? Just walked in. How old were you? Um, 11. And just said, what are you doing here? And I need a... Well, yeah, yeah, it was very. I mean, Australian squash back in those times. Uh, I'm not quite sure what it's like now in that respect. But it's very, very much public facilities. Um, lease holds, you know, people leasing. Somebody owns the club. The manager goes in and leases it, and anyone can go and play. Yeah. You know, and you just pay X amount of dollars, and, and you can have a hit. So, it's, you know, junior sections and senior sections at the club is is. And it was a, a small club. Um, How many courts were there? Six courts. 
Really? Um, and I just, yeah, just walked in there. I walked in on a Saturday morning when there was like a junior section um, and there was a few kids playing and the guy was very welcoming. I still remember his name, a guy called Tony Jevons. Uh, him and his wife and they lived up in, a, in like a little unit above the... And, right. um, and he said, yeah, and he gave me a racket and a ball and, and you know, I had a pair of shoes on, which was, because I sort of wanted to have a hit. You know, I knew there was a squash lot there, so I thought I'd go and have a game or have a hit or see what it's, what it's like. Or, um, and I just went on a court and, you know, started missing it, basically, missing the ball and hitting it out and wherever it was going, I don't know. And, um, wow. yeah, I well, certainly wasn't particularly good at it, but I just... And you hadn't played a lot of tennis? Uh, yeah, I think as a kid you do lots of bit, stuff like that yeah. in school. Badminton, yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, you, yeah, I mean, you, you, you just, you know, Aussie kid at that particular stage, particularly Brisbane is quite, quite good weather. You do a lot of activity. Um, so I would say I did a lot of sports yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, so, and yeah. you try a lot of things because, you know, you, you have an opportunity to try things. Right. Um, and it just went on from there. It just went on from there in, in terms of uh, it was local. I could walk down there. Um, it became a, a little bit social, uh, which I think is a really big thing in, in sports oh. and certainly in squash. Yeah. Um, yeah and right. it was obviously good for the knee. Um, it was good for my sort of, you know, getting motion back in there and coordination mm. and, and, and all that type of stuff. Um, and it just progressed. I ended up playing some sort of, going into the, one of the junior teams. Um, I think they had maybe only three or two or three junior teams. It wasn't a big club. Yeah. Um, and then you'd go around playing other clubs on Saturday morning. Right. Um, you you didn't go back to the rugby. Uh, I did in in uh, I did for for a season competitively because uh-huh. um, yeah, obviously I had an affiliation with a you know a club there playing right. you know some mates and all that type of stuff. I did for a season, um, but at that stage as well I was quite small and obviously kids you know it was twelve thirteen you're getting bigger, um, and then squash by that stage was sort of. Getting more yeah, important. Yeah, well, yeah, sort of pulling at my heartstrings a little bit in some ways. And uh, um, so then I didn't do the, the club stuff. And I still played rugby league uh, for my school and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And I just sort of went into to squash a little bit more yeah. um, in that respect. So we just started to flip a little bit. Do you follow rugby today? Or you yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Union or league or both, Aussie rules? Both, or yeah, like uh, a little bit of Aussie rules now just because... Um, just because when I'm away from Australia, it's it's something to to, to follow, I suppose. But yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, still rugby league very much so. Um, just because it's the game, you do, you do something young, it'll always it'll always be part of you, I think. Yeah. Um, and rugby union because it's a national game because right. Australia is playing all the time. Right, so if Australia is playing yeah. South Africa or New right. Zealand or whatever you. In Six Nations, do you do you absolutely for Wales? Yeah, because I, I I still live in you know still live in Wales, right. um, and so absolutely yeah. But and I actually been to see Australia play Wales a number of times at, in, in, in Cardiff in the yeah, yeah. Millennium Stadium, um, and Australia always seemed to win, which <laughs> is always not too bad, just because everyone's sort of saying, oh, you know, Wales are going to beat you now today, and da 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 da, and I'm saying, well, you probably do a win, but hasn't quite. Quite, quite happened yet. Are so, you rooting for Australia? Everything sort of Australian-wise, except when it becomes against it squash. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it was squash, it was always obviously yeah. you know who you're working for and and, and who your loyalties lie to in terms of your job. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, born and bred Australian, but I mean, I have a British passport now as well. Um, so. Uh, 
you know, I sort of, I, t- I take interest really just on both yeah. sides of the fence. Yeah. I obviously worked for England squash. Right. Um, exactly. I had a really great six, six and a half years there. Right. Um, so yeah, I've got a yeah, bunch a of loyalties. messed up, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in lots of ways. Uh, I'm not, I'm not quite, quite sure what to think or feel at certain stages. You just, you just go with, with your gut instinct and, and you just sort of say to people, well, I'm, I'd like them to win. And then they ask you why and you justify it and they go, okay, I understand that. So I'm not one of those people to say, like, it's Aussie through and through or Wales through and through. Uh, you know, I'm working now in Hong Kong and right. enjoying that. So exactly. I just think, uh, I just think uh, it's, it's all to do with just how you feel yeah. at the time. So your junior career, you got good pretty quickly and 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 started being one of the top Australian yeah, juniors. Yeah, I, I won the Aussie under 13 national title, um, which I don't know how hard or how good an achievement that was because I didn't, I didn't quite know how much depth was there or what was going on. But uh, I was playing for about a year and a half by that stage or, or so. Wow. Um, but I got quite physical in the game because I was moving quite well and, and, and that was obviously one of my assets as a senior player. So, um, mm. And obviously in Brisbane and, and in Australia a lot of times the ball's bouncing and, and moving around. So I sort of found a way to be useful in that regard. Um, but I had quite a few shellackings or beatings prior to that. Um, so it's sort of... Uh, it's sort of... It was a bit of a surprise and it's probably... I think probably most under-13s in, in a country where you don't have you know, loads and loads of kids playing is, right. is always probably a little bit of a surprise, you know, who's the best younger kid. And in Australia they had a, a different system as well. You had the top two players from every state went to play in the other 13 nationals at that stage. Right. So two kids from Queensland, so you had trials to go, two right. kids from New South Wales, Victoria. Um, so maybe the number three or four of a, of a state was quite good, but they didn't get a chance to go. So that's what I'm saying about the systems and, and things like that. Um, so I wasn't quite sure. But yeah, it was certainly, a, you know, something that's you, know, you feel quite proud of or happy of when you do it um, because it's a national title but and that was that the first tournament you had ever won no no, no I played some junior stuff in Brisbane yeah. um, okay. I remember playing Rodney Isles's older brother Graham Isles in the final of the under 12 Brisbane championships and I lost 27 love in the old scoring nine love nine love nine love yeah uh, did you did you win some points and serve? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. If there was an American scoring system, yeah. I would have had a few points, but not that many. But Graham so you, had a really good. He was a good player in his own right, Graham, and he had a really good serve. And I just, uh, I just couldn't get his serve back, and I just couldn't get into the rallies, and uh, it just sort of went from bad to worse. But I had a quite a decent philosophy back then. You know, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I was in the final, I suppose, or I was, you know, getting better in the game. But that was, you know, that was just part of your. See, they, they, to go through a defeat like that, to not register a point. Yeah, but I mean, could be third, could be crushing to a, a kid. Yeah, well, it would right? be. But if you got no sort of, if you got sort of no idea, sort of where you are, or every time you're getting somewhere, it's a little bit better. Yeah, and it's just part of what's going on, isn't it? Well, it's hard. It's hard to say, you know, instill that like, we're, you know, that's not the destination, and, and you know, this is a journey, and, and But I wasn't on any particular. journey. You didn't even know you were on a journey. Well, not really. Yeah. No, no, I didn't really know. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I just, I think like you would, you would want with lots of juniors in lots of countries. I think mm. you would just want them to to play the sport and, and enjoy 
um, feeling like they're getting a little bit better. Right. You know, and, and if you yeah. you know too much motivation or too many targets set too early on, then there's going to be a, quite a few upsets and a, quite a few disappointments and emotional downturns. And I'm not certainly that wasn't, and it really wasn't a, a philosophy in, in, in Australian junior squash that I felt. Um, you didn't come off court crying. No. Oh God, no. No, that was that was never. Exactly. Um, I, I did a lot of it, you know, just my own way. Um, my mum and dad were great. They just let me get on with it. And you could um, walk over, so it was your it was your life. You yeah, did. and actually I think the final was at, at the club that I, I started at. Yeah. My memory does serve me, and, and, and maybe it probably doesn't, but it was very local. Because, again, it was Brisbane, yeah. you know. It might have even been Brisbane North on the 12 final. Um, and Graham was a year older than me, so maybe I was only 11 at that particular stage so it might have been after I've been only playing the game you know less than a year I'm, I'm not even sure um, but I remember losing 27 love very very clearly and I remember being unable to get his serve back and it took me quite a while before I could beat Graham because he was he was um, almost a sort of uh, somebody that was in front of everyone or in the mm. juniors at those, those stages and he was a little bit bigger but he was one year older I know that because I'm, I think I'm two years older than Rod Isles but I know Graham was one year older mm. than me. Um, so yeah, I'd had experience, like most kids do, stuff Amazing. like that. But then, yeah. obviously, I must have got better yeah. by a point. And then when you can go to the trials to, to, to go to under-13 nationals. Um, and I think we had some good juniors. I remember us having some decent juniors in, in, in Queensland and Brisbane mm. through that, that period. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, and I went on from that. I think I won... Uh, they only had national titles in every second year, so under 13s, 15s, 17s, and 19s. Yeah, that's right. And I, I managed to win all those titles. Yeah. Um, so the same system. I yeah. think the system changed a little bit. I think you could take more players as the years went on. But in, initially they had a sponsor and they had this way of two players you yeah. know, into each. Small, 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 yeah. small. So you had to sort of really regionalise it because of the size of Australia. Because right. how can you expect... It wasn't an industry now, you know, obviously you've got in America here, you don't have an industry where parents were just going interstate to play tournaments and that's the way it was. It, that, that's definitely not the case. Did your parents go on the trips? No, no, no. It was all run, that would be run by the state. Yeah. So a state coach would take those two kids and you'd have two under-13s, two under-15s, two under-17s, two under-19s would go to the Nationals. Right. Yeah, so it was, it was, you know, quite exclusive, I suppose, but it was done financially. Yeah. And then obviously the state would have fundraising and they would have enough money then to take the juniors away to the nationals every year and then the region say Brisbane or Queensland mm. would run their own right. system to get the kids selected to go right. um, so that was the way it was for my junior career and that I think the hard part is is every second year I think I won the under 19s twice so I won the under 19s when I was under 18 mm. but I wasn't good enough to be able to win the under 15 twice or, right. or stuff like that so I suppose that's quite a good, you know, way to, to realise that you've got a lot of work to do. You know, if you're that good, you can just win everything every year and it doesn't matter about your age. Right. Um, there it did. And because, uh, you know, Australian Junior Squash at that time was, was getting stronger and stronger. Oh, it was, it was um, one of the top you know, uh, countries in the world. And I'm sure right. Rod Isles must have probably won the under 13 nationals. You know, he was two years younger than me. Um, so maybe when I won the under 15, maybe he won the under 13. Right. So, you know, the, you can look back at certain parts of, former players' journeys, or coaches for that matter, and there's, you know, it's, it's, it starts at a point and it continues on. Right. Um, and they have, 
you know they have a history you know outside what people remember um, and, and but I remember it because obviously I was you went through it yeah, yeah. and um, so yeah they, they, were, they were great times and we'd all still play you know your junior league and stuff like that you just went up you know in the end of playing number one at the club and uh, I remember you know sort of getting lifts to, to venues when I was 13, 14, 15 you know with the 18 year olds who were driving um, and I was used to be playing you know three or four in the team and then you know in a year or two I was playing number one so I was still a lot younger than them yeah, right. but we were still in the team yeah which is great that was great fantastic time. absolutely yeah. fantastic and uh, yeah. you know I wouldn't swap that for the world that type of stuff and, and I don't know if that's ever caught on it's never caught on you know, in, in, in England and, and in Wales, in my coaching career, there's sort of junior league yeah, on, a, on, a, right. on a Saturday morning. It's, it's been taken, it was taken over by tournaments. Yeah. But in, in Australia, we didn't have those tournaments. There were some tournaments, but not like every weekend. So they'd have league as a way of Give filling me, it right. and having the social part and having part of the club. Would you guys system. have lunch together? Or what oh, was absolutely. It? Yeah. No, we'd, we'd hang out all, all the time. Day. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely, all day, yeah. And, you know, sometimes Sunday you go down and have a hit or do something different or go and have a game of golf or whatever. Yeah. It, was, it, was your, yeah. it was your sort of friends. Yeah. And, but they weren't age specific. It was standard specific. Right. So whatever age you were is what team you went into. Exactly. Okay, I suppose that could make it hard socially if, if somebody didn't want to hang around with a younger person or didn't like them or didn't have the same interests, but that wasn't the case for me. Yeah. Um, maybe the guys in the club were just you know, really nice people and they just made me feel part of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I, I think as a coach now, I look back at that and, and I think it's really, really important, particularly when you've got a younger player because it's nice to have some older influences around them. That's right. Um, you know, if you behavior, I, I could get a little bit feisty on court. Um, attitude could be, um, you know, uh, questionable at times. and. I think it's nice to have some older people say, look, you know, you need to pull your neck in a little bit yeah. and behave yourself and, uh, you know, you're acting like a bit of a prawn here because you would respect them um, because, you, you know, you know you can beat them at squash, but they're a little bit older and yeah. hopefully maybe a little bit wiser. Yeah. Um, and like I said, they're all driving, so they're at least 17, 18. Um, and then obviously you're junior because they're not 19. So they can still play junior squash. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed those times. Yeah, there's a... There's a um Sounds like it was it was uh, a lot of you guys directing what you were up to, hanging out. It wasn't parent directed, you know. It wasn't here's the thing: I'm dropping off the clinic, I'm watching the clinic, I'm taking you, you know, you know, I'm dropping off your lesson. It was more the group dynamics, absolutely yeah. categorical. And the club there was a, there was the club owner who ended up. It was obviously a club coach as well, but he was a club owner, um, and that changed. Uh, and the person that took over the the club. Um, was just a big an influence. Uh, ended up being a, a really good friend of mine to to my sort of um, my mid twenties mm. um, because you know we used to play tennis together and, and, and socialise together. As I got a little bit older, he was obviously always older than me, but not that much older. Maybe ten years. Um, he was quite young when he took the lease of the club and he had a young family. So there was there was a lot of sort of I suppose maybe parental influence that way. But mum and dad were, were really great and sort of, you know, you know, just get on with you, enjoy. That's that's your 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 your, your you, life. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have one brother who lives yeah. in Melbourne. And yeah. was he older or younger? He was older, four years older. So he was into um, soccer, what you call soccer for football. Um, yeah. So he, he had that and he used to 
play for for a club in Brisbane. So, um, and you know, mum and dad used to go and watch a little bit of that again, but you know, and they come and watch a little bit of my squash, but certainly it's it's not an influence. Um, it was uh, in Brisbane again a lot of real philosophy. Kids get on and just did it. They really did it. The, the parents were really really just sit back um, and God that's changed wow that's changed um, and you know what I, I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it's a bad or good thing I've seen some bad parental um, situations and I've seen some really good stuff but I'm just mean I don't know if it's good or bad for the development of, of, of the player I think sometimes you have to have the parents doing a lot of the necessary stuff and the supports and the driving and the financing obviously but I mean just in terms of influencing, you know, if you had a history history case, did some research on on how it's helped certain kids or hurt certain kids would be quite interesting, yeah. um, I yeah. think. But I think if you do it because the kid or, or the junior player wants to do it... Yep, loves it, yep. It's such a strong motivation because um, that'll just take them all the way through. Right. Um, because it's theirs, they own it. And, and I think... Any coach now will tell you whether they're coaching a senior, a senior or a junior player that, you know, you've got to want to do it. It's yeah. up to you. You're stepping on there. Um, you want to go and train? You want to go and work a bit harder? You want to think yeah. about that win or that loss? You go and do it. I can't make you do that. Yeah. So I think that's where the development of, of the person is, is important and the social skills is important. Yeah, and, yeah. that's right. And the influences that you have need to be positive not negative um, negatives will fine they'll hang out around for a while of course some out of fear some out of obligation but when it comes to a certain point it'll come back to the individual and that's sometimes right. they just chuck it in yeah. because it wasn't them that really wanted to do it and they were force fed um, and other ones where you think they might chuck it in stick at it stick at it mm. find a way through it mm. because they wanted to find a way through it and even if they didn't become that good, they still stuck at it. Squash needs those people. It needs those people that still play the game, even if they don't make it as a as a good junior player or as right. a good senior player. But right. the sport needs that. Um, so if you if you hang around long enough in squash, you would can look back, start to see what has happened yeah, in certain yeah. areas of the, of the world yeah. in, in, in yeah. the game. And unfortunately, in Australia, it, you know, the game has declined. That's right. Um, is that club still there that you grew up at? Uh, no, it's units now, mm. um, which happens a lot in Australia. It wasn't units, it was a gym for, for many, many years, mm. but it lost its courts. Because um, obviously when I've gone back, I, you know, I'd drive around and I'd have a look at the old areas and, and you know, sort of reminisce a little bit. So when I went back about oh, uh, 10 years ago or so, it was it was it always been a gym. It had been for a number of years. And then when I went, certainly when I went back a couple of years ago, it was units. So I don't know how many years it had been units for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of squash courts built on good real estate. Uh, wide wide acreage, you know, squash courts go out, not up. Um, so, you know, when the squash court owner needs, you know, the money or, or wants yeah. to retire or passes on family-wise, they, they sell it on. Yeah, that's yeah. happens. And, yeah. and I, I'm pretty sure that's really what's been the you know destination of, of Australian squash in the essence of facilities yeah. is, is being that and mm. you know can you recover from that 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 is the worry because if you don't have facilities opportunity which is exactly what I had 
right. opportunity. Well, it's the um, thing, access. You just access. You, you knew about the game, you walked down the street, and you walked in and you were playing. If you don't have that, then, then the sport is... Or you have to have a, a governing body or an NSA, whichever way, whichever way you want to call it in what part of the world you work, that can generate access. Well, how many NSAs have got the funding, manpower, the marketing, the ability to do that? You know, and that, that's the, yeah. the challenge for, for all world squash countries, is getting people playing the game right. and then administering the numbers that play the game. But for Australia, I imagine it's getting people playing the game. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the, the, the geographical issues of right. you know, how you getting join that up and join yeah. it all up together, uh, as you would in the States. But obviously the States, you've, you know, you've got a great system here because you've got these you know, ready-made um, pathways. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, High schools, universities, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, everyone's seems to be doing a pretty good job here in, in, in making those pathways work, right. and, and generating numbers and, and, and a system that that's clearly producing better players right. year in year out. And uh, so it's it's a good, you know, it's a good model. Yeah. But you know, how many countries can repeat that model? That's right. For this sport. Yeah. Um, and the model you're taking. Squash is a model that's happened in other sports in America, hasn't it? Yes. You know, through the, the same education exactly system. Right. So, um, yeah. but the sport needs countries. Squash needs countries to develop. Yeah. Um, it's just moved. It's shifted. And you know, again, is that a bad thing? From an historical point of view, probably is. Just because people like to have well, a country that, a country Australia was strong. That was strong. Pakistan. You know, right. all these things. But again, um, the sport's moving on. What, um, tell me about Calgary in 84. Mm, yeah, good. Was that the first time you were overseas? Uh, no, I'd been to New Zealand. That, and Australians will tell you that's overseas. <laughs> um, and it felt like overseas as Did well. It? Yeah. Yeah, we had a few, um, like trans Tasman test matches uh, at under 19 level. Uh, not an under 17 or 15, it was only under 19. And that was the first time I was overseas at under 19 level. Um, in New Zealand. Yeah. So, uh, that was that, and then, but yeah, that was the first proper trip. Yeah. So, well, what was that like? I mean, I, that you you fantastic had to, trip. Yeah, you had well, to fly for like three days to get there. Right? Yeah, yeah, via San Francisco because we stopped in San Francisco on the way back. Uh-huh. I remember that going to Alcatraz and and, and and stuff. But yeah, in a team with Rod Martin, Rod Isles. Um, yeah, so I was playing one. We had a, a a guy called Sean O'Connor played two. Rod Martin was three, uh, and Isles was four. And, but we'd grown up playing a lot of squash together and, 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 and hitting and, and in the same sort of league team for, for a few years and obviously playing each other in junior events a lot. Uh, and Ozzy was a little bit younger, but obviously as he was getting older and older, he was getting bigger and stronger. Um, but no, it was, it, and it, it was a hell of a trip, just obviously in, 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 in distance, but just for us because you have no idea what level you're at. Right. And I mean that. Honestly, back then, I mean, there was no internet. I, I mean, no, have no idea. You know, we didn't go and play the British Junior Open, which right. obviously was around, but not back back then. It wasn't a big event. Well, it just it just wasn't on. You know, I I didn't even contemplate it. So um, I, I think half the battle in, in in Australia at that stage was you know make, make the team, you know represent your country, um, yeah, get to the event, right? You know, your aspirations was that. The second part is once you're there, then you obviously okay. Let's compete. Let's let's try and win some games. Yeah. Um, but everyone was saying that you know a lot of the Australian people were saying that you know you guys aren't too bad. 
you know, and play a good squash. So maybe that's just a parochial thing, I don't know. Um, but obviously Aussies were decent players because you've got the you know, history of Jeff Hunt and everything else that's gone on. Before you, yeah. Chris Dittmar, and there's, yeah. so there's a legacy uh, of Aussies doing it right at junior events. Yeah. You know, obviously it's Pakistan as well and England. At that well, stage. Chris had gotten to the finals uh, twice, I think, yeah. of, the, of the World Juniors. Yeah. You know, so so he'd, that, yeah. he'd been there. So I think we had, we had that responsibility, um, but we had no idea. Um, but we were all pretty, I don't know, maybe brash a word you want to use or, or confident or arrogant or, or whatever word you want to use. But most Aussie sports people are a little bit like that. You know, they're not backward and coming forward, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, but we had no idea. But so we what, what happened? Well, yeah, once you got there and once you start seeing people practicing and, and once you start in, there was a couple of Aussies that went as well that, that were not in the team but played the individual event and they weren't bad. Um, they were pretty good. So we seen the draw and, um, and then, you, then you gauge quite quickly what's going on, which I imagine happens, still happens to a degree in British Junior Opens. That's right. You know, yeah. kids come in out of nowhere and they get there and then they, you've got to gauge pretty quickly. Probably happens in American Junior Tournaments mm-hmm. to some degree. You know, kids come out of some areas and... They haven't been before, and they've got to work out where they sit. Um, so yeah, after a while, we worked out that we had a you know pretty decent decent chance of doing okay. Yeah. But again, it was still a you know probably got to play somebody from Pakistan tomorrow, or somebody from England, or somebody from uh, Wales was there, Adrian Davis, who, who ended up playing a lot of squash with, living in, in, in Cardiff. Mm. Um, first time I met him, I was there. So. Yeah, you soon realised that you could do okay. And who did, who did you play in the quarters or the semis, do you remember? Quarters, I played Janisher, actually. And Janisher was only about 14 or 15. And that I was the first time you yeah, played First on. time, yeah. What was that match like? Um, I, I think I won 3-1. Um, and just stronger than him, mm. basically. Physically, yeah. Just, yeah, just physically stronger than him. Um, would I say I was better than him? Only physically. I think, if I'm honest with you, um, and you can say that very easily now. Yeah. At the time, you're probably cocky and just think oh, I'm better than him, but now it's just stronger. Um, I then had uh, Rob Martin in the semis. We'd always had cl- close games anyway, but obviously I was number one in the team, so I must have had confidence. Because you know, yeah. I didn't beat him that much when I was a senior player, so obviously I had my time over him as a junior player. Um, and I think that was a three-one. That that was pretty tight. Um, and then I played David Lloyd from England in the final, and I think I think uh, I think David Lloyd might have beaten Nilesy, might have beaten Sean O'Connor, one of our other guys. So you sort of knew that he could play. But again, I, I think I was really fortunate, James, because uh, I think he'd had a long, hard tournament compared to me, and he physically just wasn't there. Um, and he beat me in the team event uh, through love, I think. Really? Yeah. So um, when we played England in the final, so. Again, I came away with the, both titles from a team and an individual's perspective, but I certainly wasn't the, the dominant player in terms of standard. Yeah. Uh, I was just the one that has the title. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I sort of knew that, but you sort of, again, don't care that much at the time, do you? Just Well, you must have been pretty excited, right? Yeah, yeah I, I'm, not play, I'm not downplaying yeah. it at all. It's one of yeah. the best you know, periods of my life in, in, in terms of... Um, of, of that, that that achievement I suppose but uh, I just knew I wasn't unrealistic you know I wasn't like oh I'm going to set the world on fire um, 
because mm. I've done this. Um, and I'm pretty sure other Aussie people would probably say that as well, you know, because we had a pretty strong side and you know, maybe Rod could have won it or... Both you know, Rods. And, I mean, you know, they're... You but, yeah, Rod also, I think, was, was young, run up, up there in two years' time. Right, so, yeah, exactly. he was young, but Sean O'Connor. Um, so maybe the seating helps, you know, or, or the draw helps. I don't know, but... I certainly was, came away understanding where I was. And I had a bit of an agreement with my parents because I was studying um, at, uh, at university. I was doing a, a PE teaching course at the time because I was 18. Mm. And I sort of said to them, look, if I do well at this World Juniors, I, you know, I would like to think about maybe going on the senior tour because obviously I could compete with some Aussie seniors at that stage mm. um, in sort of training and tournaments and stuff. And they said, okay, you know, if you do well, Outside the Glass would like to thank our producer Grant Irving and all our loyal listeners who have reviewed and rated the podcast, shared their enthusiasm for it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and more importantly, have spread the word by talking about Outside the Glass with their squash friends. And may all your nicks roll.